We are live. Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel everywhere we possibly can on God's green earth. We have all kinds of cool stuff for you to check out, Bible um, resources, pastors, worship bands, um, articles, past articles, podcast interview, um, some interviews we've done on other people's channels. We love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Oh, I had a uh, somebody who just emailed us from New Zealand whose New son Zealand. converted to Islam, and so she wanted prayers oh, wow. and some advice. So we got we get a number of those. So if you have people you need us to pray for or you'd like some advice in that respect, we're happy to help. And if this ministry blesses you in any way and you care to partner with us, click the donate now button. Click the donate now button. Sorry, that was a little bit of a tongue twister. I slept in a chair last night. Oh, yeah. We'll have to hear more about that. Yes. Can't wait. And make sure when you're watching, you comment and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, and I want you all to know that not only are we on are we on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, not Twitter right now because I had to sacrifice Twitter, um, uh, Twitch and Rumble, but we are now live on Instagram. So those of you on Instagram that are watching, make sure and comment. Unfortunately, we cannot see the comments because the comments are on the other computer over there, um, but we will see them after we get done. Can I so, load your Instagram live on my phone and see the you might be able to do that. So okay. give that a shot while we're doing that. So, but, but either way, make sure and comment, especially on Instagram, because the more you comment, the more it pushes out to other people so that they can see it. So we would really, really appreciate that. So this is just a new feature in StreamYard that allows us to go live on Instagram now. So make sure and, um, and check it out. That would be awesome. If you subscribe there too, uh, the more subscribers, the better for everyone, including non-believers who need to hear from A.W. Tozier. All right, so make sure and do that. Uh, the next thing I want you to do is look down in the description uh, where you will find our sponsors, LifeWise being one of those. This is a great uh, product right here, which is Restore. I keep showing this one because right now this is the one that really impresses me um, almost as much as Dream. Dream is awesome. Uh, that helps us sleep, both of us. Uh, Restore, I take because I have this bad knee and I've been working out like a monster lately and I've been doing squats and step ups and jump ups and all kinds of stuff and Thanks to Restore, I have not had a problem doing that, that yet. Awesome. So it is amazing. Uh, and I just got done talking about StreamYard. StreamYard is what we're using to go live here. And make sure and use the URL, uh, getstreamyardnow.com, because that will give us credit, just like this URL, which says livelifewise.tv. Use that one when looking up the products for LifeWise. Today's scripture is Ezekiel 3, 16 through 19. So make sure... And check that out or have it ready in your Bible. What were you going to say? I just want to mention something. Hi, Carrie. I just want to say hi that I could see your comments on my phone. But if you want to interact on um, the devotional so that other people can see your comments, it'd probably be better if you use whatever you normally use. I don't know. Is that YouTube or Facebook? Do you remember which one Carrie usually uses? Usually YouTube. Usually YouTube. Okay. But, that would um, be better because nobody else will see your comments on IG except the people that are on IG. Yeah. that All this stuff is brand new. So, um, we will, uh, number one, we'll be, I'll, I'll make sure and have Instagram over on this computer so we can see it. Uh, but even then, until for now, um, the uh, comments on Instagram are but exclusively even if you see them, you're not going to be, the audience isn't going to see them. They're not going to pop up like YouTube and Facebook does. Not on our, not here where no, we right. can see them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be reading from 
uh, Tozier for the Christian leader for December 16th. And it's entitled, He Puts Me Flat Down. The reference in uh, the devotional is Ezekiel 3, 16 through 17. And it says, And it came to pass that at the end of seven days, that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I made, I have made these a watch, thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very famous scripture. Tozer says, I once heard a brother preach on the fact that the church should be without spot or wrinkle. To get the wrinkles out of a sack, he said, you fill it. To get a wrinkle out of a rug, you lay it down and walk on it. <laughs> God sometimes fills us, the preacher continued. But sometimes he just puts us flat down so that everyone can walk on us. Interesting. King David long ago knew something of the latter method. He wrote, the plowers plowed upon my back. They made long their furrows. I think David was talking about the, his enemies, and they must have been wearing hobnail boots. You know what those are? No. They don't sound good, though. It sounds like cleats to me. Or almost like what you wear when you ride a horse and you have the spurs that jingle, jingle, yeah. jingle. Either spurs or, spurs or cleats. Yeah. Ezekiel had just come to this kind of a low-ebbed, humbling experience when God opened the heavens. In effect, God put his hand on him and said, now I can use you. I have some words and some plans that I want you to pass on to your countrymen. Lord, whether you fill me or put me flat down, I want to be fit to be your servant. Use your best, best methods on me, Father, as I submit myself for your use and your glory. Amen. This is interesting. So a lot of things. Can I start? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So a lot of things come to me because this. Um, so many of the old prophets, because Israel so the Israelites were so disobedient, were publicly humiliated. We read the other day about Hosea having to marry a prostitute. Um, Jeremiah was so despised. He cried all the time. Uh, Ezekiel also. Nobody believed him. Nobody listened to him. And they spoke with such authority. Like if you, when we go over the scripture, you'll see, thus saith the Lord. Like they were given words to recite um, verbatim. And if they did whatever God said would come to pass on those people, he foretold the future um, captivity of both Assyria and Babylon. He foretold how they would be scattered to the four winds. I mean, mm. everything was told by God through a prophet. Um, but those prophets had very difficult lives. Mm. Miserable. Yeah. Very difficult. So uh, we, we could see now why God um, puts us through trials and challenges. And then I, I think of that. Um, I was telling Andy, Robert Morris, a great, you know, um, Bible teacher who is the elder to Mark Driscoll's church. He was saying the other day, something that I loved because he was explaining that uh, the offices that are given by the, uh, by Jesus in Ephesians four, some people say they still, the cessationists say that they no longer exist. And he argues, of course, that they do and explains about the apostles. Uh, there can't only be 12 because Jesus sends out apostle in Greek is to send out. And he says he sends 70 after right after he sends the 12. So he couldn't have meant there was only going to be 12, but debatable. 
It's not a closed hand issue. It's an open hand issue. Uh, but he said that the most important part is to realize all of us are called, but are you sent? And I love that because that's kind of what uh, Tozier is saying here is that you have to be sent um, for some of the ministries that Jesus calls you to. You, He may put a calling on your life and tell you about it, but you got to make sure not to execute before he says it's time to go because there's so many things that he could teach us and challenge us with and grow our patience and grow our character so that when we do step out, we're ready. Mm. Not only to be a representative of the Lord in the most appropriate and honorable way, but so that we just don't make a mess of the rest of our lives as a consequence of going out too soon. Right. Well, this brings to mind um, some of my uh, discussions that I have on on my it has, I haven't had it in a while, but on the Andy Falco show, I think even before you, we met, <clears throat> I used to talk about that because there was, there was a lot of things going on with law enforcement that we, um, that I have been seeing where bad decisions have been made, even by leadership. When we, when we look at what happened in the, in the shooting in Texas some time ago, where the, uh, the officers of the police department, which was a small police department, uh, were caught on video standing outside down the hallway uh, while a, an active shooter was killing children. Right. Uh, Uvalde, that's the name of it. Uh, and they were out there with uh, sanitizer, cleaning their hands and doing a bunch of stuff. Right. And then a, a more elite, well-trained group of Border Patrol agents came, specialized order, and they just went in. Right. And then I think they shot the guy, killed him, and probably saved hundreds of lives, or at least a lot of lives. So it, back when I used to talk about this, where, where I've seen the biggest change is in police academies. And this isn't one of those things, you know, uh, you know, older men, not me, but older men will say, you know, back in my day when it was really hard and very difficult, we were, you know, much stronger. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, in the police academy, I was in one of the very last police academies at the Orange County Sheriff's Department where they would keep you longer than eight hours. They would keep us sometimes 12 hours. Uh, and run us or make us do push-ups or have a stand at attention for, you know, an hour or two out in the thing, it, you know, and yell and scream at us and tell us how horrible we are. And then a cadet complained and they sued. And so they, they took all the yelling and screaming and uh, oh, really? keeping us late because they would keep us until eight o'clock at night. And we would have like four reports we'd have to have done and then report back by six o'clock in the morning. Um, and in the meantime, we'd had to shine our shoes and we had to make sure that our uh, uniforms were pressed and uh, we didn't have any what was called ropes on our shirt. So there's a lot to do in addition to the homework. And we had to do it within like and sleep. So within six hours. <laughs> but it produced at the end police officers that were prepared to work those kinds of hours. Right. And be yelled at and be spit at and have threats, you know, be shot at. And then we would still be able to make sound decisions. So we were plowed at that Absolutely. point. We were, we were put through the ringer, much like SEAL training. You know, they, they put them through hell. There's no eight-hour day. <laughs> right? And that is to save their lives. Yes. Prepare them for the yeah. world. So that, and, and my, I've shared with this before, my tagline for my police canine academy was train hard, fight easy. You train hard. You train like 
your life depends on it. You put your, into, yourself into situations that hopefully you will never get involved in on the streets. That way, when you do get in a fight, it seems like nothing. You've already been through the hard part. And I think that that's kind of what, you know, God sees that, that mm. that's important. <laughs> they're, they're, if, for what I have prepared for you, like this, probably not everybody, but there's certain men and women that he's going to say, you know what? I need this person to, to, to go out and do this. So I'm going to do this. lay them out yeah, and, and walk on, on one on them. Cause I need to be ready or else uh, they're going to fail. And I, and I can't afford them to fail for sure. We see what happens, uh, what's happening in our world right now. Um, Hello, Carrie. Nice to see you. Hello. And Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hello. Lisa oh. says. Streaming, not working on YouTube. Uh-oh. We have Carrie on YouTube. Oh, can't no. see uh, Carrie, we can see those comments. Oh, oh, so weird. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Um, just froze here, too, on Facebook. Yeah, on our end, it's good because it's not showing the um, That's stream. so weird. I'm going to try to see if I can pull it up. Yeah, so interesting um yeah let us know what you guys are seeing now because those comments came in uh, a little while ago so i could see our comments posted on their broadcast um, i mean on the youtube broadcast yeah so yeah we'll, we'll keep at it and uh but thank you for letting us know uh anybody on instagram that commented that no i okay. mean just carrie was on there first okay cool all right let's read ezekiel uh what was it again <laughs> 1619 Oh. Okay, so Ezekiel's hearing the voice of the Lord, and he's seeing these great um, angelic creatures. And so this is when he's appointed by God as a watchman. He says, now it came to pass at the end of the seven days that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman of the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them a warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. And you give them no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require from your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked and, does, and he doesn't turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he will die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. So the Lord had put a tremendous amount of responsibility for him to speak the word, the words that he gave him so that everybody's accountability was individual. Cause he's saying, basically, if you do not warn them all, their failure to obey is going to be on you, mm. which oh. is intense. Their failure. Their. Wow. That's serious. Yeah. Um, and that's where this expression comes from that I've made you a watchman over the house of Israel. You know, have you heard the expression, you know, we're watchmen on the wall? Yep. Yeah. There may be one other reference to it, but this is one of the big ones that people refer to. Mm. And when you think about it, it's really kind of a cool thing because uh, God's demonstrating that when he chooses somebody to speak on his behalf, that responsibility is a serious one. And I, I don't think it was serious in the old, old times and no, it's, it's no longer serious. I think we should take lessons from this in the old Testament and be like, wow, God's really, if you want to speak on God's behalf um, and either, whether it's prophesying or teaching um, you, you, you better make sure that you're doing what God's telling you to do. Mm. 
um, and that you take that responsibility seriously. Hate to do this to you again. Okay. It- <laughs> This reminds me of uh, my uh, cases with involving law enforcement where I have a, uh, you know, the, the, the patrol officer, which is the, the base of law enforcement. It, that's the guy who drives a car around and goes on calls. And then above them is, of course, sergeants and then the lieutenants, captains and, and chiefs of police. There's sometimes some, some differences in other departments. But when I see a law enforcement officer, a patrolman who has, has gone through an academy and trained that type of stuff, but then is not doing the other jobs, which is documenting his training, documenting his deployments, writing good sound police reports so that he doesn't end up in court. When I see an officer that doesn't have any of those things, that's not a reflection on the officer necessarily. That's a reflection on the supervision. The supervisor is not, doesn't, you know, have these monthly meetings that he should have and say, where's all your documentation? You owe me like three training reports. You haven't got, you haven't gone on one call. (laughs) I have no deployment records. Like you've never gone on a, you haven't gone on a call all week. And and then the officer will say, no, I go on like 15 calls a day. Okay. Well, where's the documentation? So if none of that's being turned in, what's the supervisor doing? And that's kind of what I feel here that, that got that that's, you know, if we are, have been called to be responsible for teaching others and, and discipling the others, then I, I do now see that that we do have some responsibility. We're Absolutely. not we're not doing our job if we're not if when we're touching people and we have them in our grasp and we let them slip through, yeah, and don't sure. uh, follow through with the with the training, and then call them up and say, "Hey, I didn't see you at church today. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't see you at the Bible study. Right? Uh, everything okay? Can I pray for you?" You know, and I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you start calling them out, I guess. But I mean, is there a way of doing that? Do you think that you're not pushing them away? I mean, you got to be careful, right? You, you can't go, well, hey, jerk, uh, no, where you been? Oh, of course. <laughs> but I just think that uh, holding people accountable and loving on them um, can be done in a gracious way. Mm. Make somebody feel loved not yes. delinquent. Right. I I care enough. I notice you're gone. Because don't you think we notice when people don't notice we're gone? Like, like think, Jack Hibbs? No, like think about it. At Chino, he did notice we were gone. But yeah. that wasn't insulting, right? That no. was that was sweet. No. Yes. So imagine all the other people that notice we're gone at Chino and don't say anything like because mm. Larry's texted. How are you guys doing? It's okay. What happened? Um, Susan texts me all the time. How are you guys doing? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? People, you want people to notice, Hey, you're my church mate and you're not here. What happened? Yeah. I think that's important. Absolutely. Love that. Anything else on the devotional sticks? Anything jumping out at you? Uh, I, the, just the analogy of, Old to New Testament, of course, we're living out the prophecies that were foretold in the Old Testament um, in the New Testament, but there's also these amazing, wonderful life lessons of the failures of the Israelites that I um, that I think are really great to take to heart, and that is don't be stubborn. Um, take your responsibilities from God seriously. Uh, when God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's all of these really cool lessons about uh, 
about God's plans. And he's told us all of them. I mean, uh, as I said, they won your Bible and we're in Daniel seven and eight. And I'm just like, I was going to text you the whole part. And I was like, my God, he's so clearly talking about Jesus, you know, uh, 750 years before Jesus walks the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's so like you, everybody knows that there is documentary, historical, archaeological evidence of the Bible's existence before Jesus came. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't have made it up. Um, but just to see that come to life when you are a product of the New Testament and you're just like, oh my God, the heavenly counselor, that the heavenly hosts um, is going to put somebody on the throne and the throne will last forever. And you're like, oh, it's just amazing. Yeah. So it's just important that we always remember that the Bible is timeless <laughs> and its lessons are timeless, all of it, old and new. Very cool. Um, so have we, we've been exclusively talking about being about this line where sometimes he puts us flat on the ground so everybody can walk on us. Um, what about the idea that, um, to get the wrinkles out of a sack, you have to fill it. Is that simply him talking about, you know, the story that he's telling about this preacher friend of his is that God fills us with his word. Do you think with everything? So, so yeah. the filling is the good time, you know, when he fills you with spirit yeah. and the word and love, and you could feel the fresh filling of the Holy spirit. Yeah. Uh, that's what people usually associate with um, being called into God's service. But uh, I think what Tozer is saying is that sometimes it's the flattening that happens more than the filling. <laughs> yes. Or that you're being filled by the flattening. <laughs> There's that too. Right. I've been in that season for a while now, <laughs> being filled by the flattening. Uh, Carrie says, a misunderstanding on her end. Okay. Okay. So can I read this Daniel seven? Yeah. It's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. I was watching in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages shall serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall never pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall never be destroyed. Mm. Coming on the clouds, like the son of man, yeah. like, jeez, <laughs> God is amazing. Yes, he is amazing. That was nice. It's God. God. Right. But God. But God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so hard sometimes. <laughs> um. Wow. I love this. We um, we didn't we haven't seen each other for a, a, almost a full day. Yeah. Or was it a full day? It was. Wow, that's a long time. You weren't very excited to see me when I got back. I was I was half asleep. <laughs> I was I had uh, fallen asleep. Um, but you had to go uh, take care of your mom. Yes, she had. Uh, and guess a, what day it ended up falling on? Our anniversary. No. Her birthday. The much anticipated Friday Christmas party at CCEA. Oh, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I texted. I it was this ongoing issue about whether I was going to be able to attend this woman's Christmas party, 
And I ended up having to tell um, my friend that I couldn't attend. And uh, because I didn't want to leave her hanging, I was afraid about the tickets and make sure there was space for somebody else. And my mom literally suddenly um, felt very ill and had to go to the hospital. And I ran out to LA on Friday. But had I not previous, like literally 24 hours before that, declined the invitation, mm-hmm. um, they would have had an empty seat. Um, Which would have been a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Because wow. that was such a back and forth, right? So everything works out for the good. <laughs> hey, Carrie emphasizes that um, it shows that they matter. When you ask, where were you? Yeah. Everything okay? Me too. I totally feel that way. I love when people ask where we are. I get that calling for a couple of my friends. I'll reach out to them every so often and say, like Jack, not Pastor Jack, but Jack, our friend, yeah. our seatmate, see how he's doing. There's certain people that for whatever reason, God puts Connects them in heart. my, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So you, uh, your mom. Um, just needed you and you had to take yes. her to the emergency room. Took her to the emergency room. What a horrific experience that was. <laughs> that was the most harrowing ordeal of my life. Like I sat there in that chair thinking to myself, I don't want to breathe. Mm. I don't want to touch anything. I don't want anyone to touch me. I'd never been, I, I mean, and I've been in the jungles of Indonesia with like no clean water, mm-hmm. but that emergency room at Cedar Sinai was scarier. Yeah. You know, like you're just kind of like, uh, I don't know what kind of germs are flying around in this room right now. Like you just, like, I just want to cry and close my eyes and pretend like I'm not here. And then my mom's like, I got to go to the bathroom and we're in the emergency room. So we literally had just finished watching 30 to 40 people use the all gender bathroom. Cause of course there's no women's bathroom. Right. Um, And I was like, I looked at her, I was like, I have no idea how that, how we're going to do that. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't even know if that, that, that should be illegal. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. So, and we were there because she had a UTI. So she had to go to the bathroom. Like there was no getting out of it. So she's went, still going like every five minutes, yes, every two minutes. Yes. Well, she hadn't drinking or eaten in 36 hours at this point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that she wouldn't, um, wow. It was a disaster. But what I ended up doing was finding a young janitorial staff person and then just laying some cash on them and saying, <laughs> can you please go walk, clean that bathroom? And then and then he's like, yeah, sure. And then he went to clean it. And then we just stood outside the bathroom so to the, make sure we would be the first one. Oh, my God. And people kept trying to like push shove in front of us because they saw he was cleaning it. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We get first dibs. We pay for this. Yeah. It's cleaning service. So, yeah. Oh, my God. You just got to be resourceful sometimes. Now, I know you have a fondness for Los Angeles, and I'm and I'm sorry that I bag on LA all the time, but you know what? It's just things are dirtier there. They are. Things are no, just I don't, have, not... I don't have a fondness for LA. I have oh. a fondness for Beverly Hills where I grew up. Okay. <laughs> well, not LA. Proper. Lately, that's not been much better when you walk, drive around the streets of yeah. Beverly Hills. But yeah, Children's Hospital of uh, Los Angeles. Um, is wow i mean i i know that they do a great they do a great job with kids and for kids and that kind of stuff but wow there's so many uh undocumented i'm gonna be nice 
because I feel bad when they're sick yeah. and they're in the hospitals. And I go, of course, they have to see somebody. We're not going to let them die on our streets. But they've they've overrun the hospitals in Los Angeles. I mean, I just... It, it, we, we literally are walking through down the hallway around beds of, of children, yeah. Hispanic children, um, with oxygen masks on and IVs and... And I, would, and I feel my heart also goes out to the uh, first responders, the people mm. working there. Every day they show up and put themselves through that, mm. that exposure. Meningitis, tuberculosis, uh, you know, yellow fever, all those diseases that those people bring and they're exposing themselves to. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, <Thomas>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin, if you only knew. <laughs> Kevin says, hello from Garden City, Michigan. Wow, from Beverly Hills to Fenton. Now that's a movie. It really is. It was like not without my daughter. I, I ended up in a, in a Muslim cult. So that's how I ended up from Beverly Hills to Fenton. <laughs> Did you feel, feel that that was your punishment or something? That they move you to Fenton? No. Well, no, I mean, that's where the compound was, you know? So I just, I went along with the program, but I, I, told my friends i feel like i'm being buried alive here yeah so yeah kevin if you only knew <laughs> i look at her all the time and i see this story. i actually see pictures with her with her head covering her hair cover, head covering her head hair covering. head covering and uh i see this muslim woman and that's hedia and i go i i i, <laughs> I still can't believe I, I don't understand and then you tell me the things that you went through and the things that you did and i just i don't even i, I don't understand jesus is amazing Wow. Yeah. Like I look at my life and I go, oh yeah. <laughs> There's a continuity <laughs> but, there. But yours, <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Isn't that crazy? It, it makes absolutely no sense. So Kevin, you are right on the money. It uh, it should be a movie. Aww. It really should be. Uh, Carrie says. Love that Hedia checks in on me when I miss devotional because I'm <laughs> taking care of Eddie. Oh, thank yeah. you, Carrie. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... Uh, uh, it, it, it is certain people and I, and I'm sorry there, I mean, there's other people that you're probably, Oh, you never checked on me, but <laughs> and so now I feel bad, but there are these little things. Like I get a little, little twinge, like, Hey, check on Jack. See how he's doing. Yeah. And as it's I mean, not me, so you, it's the yeah. Holy Spirit. I mean, we just... <laughs> oh, so now we're saying, don't blame me right? for not checking on you. No, but the Holy Spirit does put certain people on my mind from time to time. Yeah. It's and, uh, inescapable. Yeah. And inevitably, um, like that happened with my friend, Glenn, mm -hmm. I hadn't talked to him in like nine months when the Lord's like, reach out, reach out, reach out. And it took me weeks to finally do it. But, um, once I did, I realized that it was really important that I reach out and let mm -hmm. him know that I'm thinking about him and that, you know, wondering if everything is okay. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Good. So Kevin says, wow, a Muslim cult in Fenton. That's crazy. Fenton is like Hooterville. So what is Hooterville? Hooterville, it was the name of a town in, I think, Petticoat Junction, if I'm not mistaken. It could be wrong. It's one of those old shows. Maybe uh -huh. not Petticoat Junction, but I'm not sure. Um, it's just an old, I, I, I would think it's, he means an old white town, like a okay, bunch of white people. Oh, he like Hooters. No, not, not, not the bar Hooters. Okay. Hooterville. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> an old time town, which is like, everybody knows each other. Oh, but, yeah. But, no, no, no. It is. No, Kevin, it's the wildest story. So I tell people. <laughs> I told it on the show before, but you weren't watching then where you would go. Um, so people would come and visit 
and um, they would get lost because they couldn't find it. it was a huge property, um, but it's woodsy and, you know, it's Fenton. There's, there's not a lot of, there's no street lights and yada, yada, yada. And people would get lost and they would go to the police station and they'd be like, where are the people with the hats? Like <laughs> cones? <laughs> Sheriff's office? It's a longstanding joke in Fenton, Michigan. Would say, we got two kinds of people with cones. <laughs> Are you talking about the white cones? Or are you talking about the green cones? Literally, that is Fenton, Michigan. There's the hoods. The KKK? Yeah. Or the muzzies. Or the muzzies. <laughs> that was all that was in Fenton. And probably still to this day, that's all that's in Fenton. And so, like, after 9-11, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh. It was like we had DE. Um, uh, oh my God! Why is the acronym not occurring to me? The guys who ma manage guns, guns and explosives. Not uh, ice. Not a range master. Uh, no. uh, a, uh, 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 uh. Suddenly the, the the alphabet soup is escaping me. But they ATF. ATF. The <laughs> ATF came to the property. The uh, DHS came to the property. I mean, like you name it. Oh, Kevin, remember yeah. <laughs> because there was tanks and there was propane tanks and they were worried about weapons and there was big co containers that were filled with bread and just craziness. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hooterville was Petticoat Junction. I can't remember, believe I remember that. Oh, look at that. And Green, I don't even know what Petticoat Junction And uh, Green Acres. I, I would have been right with my other What's guess. What's Petticoat Junction? It was a TV show. It was a... Uh... Oh, a TV show. I thought that was a place. Yeah. <laughs> Petticoat Junction. That's all I remember. Dun, 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 I mean, you are you are Petticoat from that Junction. generation. So. I am not. It, it was the reruns. Oh, Everybody says that. Okay. I watched the reruns of Petticoat Junction. Okay. Uh, I remember the train would come in, and they, there was one guy. I mean, like, when walked, did it? When was it produced? Uh, sixty-three to seventy. So that's not. I was one year. I was a baby. 60, I wasn't watching when I was a, when I was a baby. Sixty-three to seventy-three. At seventy-three, you weren't a baby. Sixty-three to seventy. Seventy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then maybe you're yeah. watching the baby. You were six years and old. And Green Acres was sixty-five to seventy-one. I was a little kid. What are you talking about? Why are you trying to age me? I wasn't like. Uh, oh was my god! A, the kids were so mean to us the other day, asking we were around during the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> Picking on us. I hate them sometimes. Right? Yeah. So mean. Uh, Carrie says. Uh, yes, and Hedia was so serious, and now she's smiling, telling funny stories, and laughing. <laughs> I was so serious. God is so good. So, back to your mom. Yes. Um, last night I talked to you, and uh, I, I was hearing the... <laughs> The difficulty in your voice, <laughs> the, oh, you know, I, this is I'm miserable. You didn't tell me that you paid the janitor to clean your, the toilet uh, or any of that stuff. So that would have been even more. And then you're thinking, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go to, you're telling me this, I'm going to go to my mom's, which is this, you know, gigantic apartment, which is bigger than most people's three-story homes. Yeah. Uh, and so that you're going to go there and sleep because there's no way you're going to sleep in a chair. <laughs> So this morning I thought, hey, how you doing? She goes, I slept in the chair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I want to know mm -hmm. how that happened because I, I, I wouldn't want to sleep in a chair either. 
but for you with your bad back and uh you know just did, did the holy spirit speak to you what was the no I, there was no way i could have left oh because she's hard of hearing and we were in the um, emergency room we didn't get transferred to a regular bed until 11 o'clock which is past visiting hours so i couldn't do the handoff to the caretaker because she wouldn't be allowed into the building oh and i couldn't leave her before i knew she was going to be admitted or not um and so i still think that was god laying you flat laying so that, me flat so that you could be walked sure. on <laughs> so i could be walked on with boots with with spikes on them yes I, that's all i thought about during this devotional is the humbling experience of being treated like not just not just a uh a volunteer in a hospital but a wet nurse a yeah. small child a, like <laughs> You name it. It was you know, like all the only human being literally on the planet. I think that could do that to you as a parent, mm. which, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you, you're self-sacrificial for a spouse or a child, but I just, I don't think any, I don't think you could tolerate it like you do for a parent. Um, if they're abusive, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, your kids are your spouse. You're like, listen, I'll tolerate about 10 more seconds of this and then we're done. You and I, but with a parent, you just can't, you just can't, you, you, you know, can't you say just no. suck it up. No, yeah. you just suck it up. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I was telling Andy, I was like, I, I don't know what Starbucks was thinking, but I thought it was a good idea because I don't eat bread, but Starbucks has a protein box, which has cheese, hard boiled eggs and peanut butter in it. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll try that. So I got a coffee with peanut butter, eggs, and cheese. And man, oh man, by the time I finished eating that, I was like, my, I, I was so sick. <laughs> I, was so I, sick. I don't, but I don't understand that combination. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who thought of that. It was like, oh my God, you know what? Somebody's going to really want to eat eggs and peanut butter. Yeah, but they, like, they thought they put the peanut butter on the, on the egg. I don't know. I couldn't fathom eating them together. Was oh, there something and, and, to put and, the peanut butter on, like a cracker or something? Yeah, but I couldn't eat the crackers. Yeah. Yeah. And then there were dried apricots. So mm. I ate the cheese with the apricots, like a charcuterie board. Yeah. And then ate the eggs, and then I was still hungry, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to like lick the peanut butter thing. The, ap the, the apricots yeah. finished it up. So you can eat the egg, and then you put the cracker, uh, put the peanut nope. butter on the cracker. No. I would. Oh. But the, then the apricot is to push everything through <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, because, uh, but just or, putting the egg next to the peanut butter was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. I, don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. It was just toxic. Now there's the question. Do you eat the apricot first so that it, it so that the other food lands on top of the apricot and then. Listen, or do the, the combination <laughs> was so bad that apricot was lost. Anything that the apricot could have done to save this meal was ruined in the combination. It got lost. Did you pray before you ate this meal? I probably not. <laughs> probably not. Sorry. And the guy sitting next to me in the Starbucks is looking at me going, wow, that's funky. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you would have prayed, you would have said, dear Lord. Please. Nourish my body. Can you please explain to me? <laughs> Just my I appreciate the meal. I, we, we love you and we appreciate everything you give us. 
but can you just, I know we, we don't understand a lot in, in your, in your word, <laughs> right. I, but I don't understand this either. I don't no. understand the, the combination. And that was after you know, nine and a half hours of not eating, <laughs> sitting in a chair, scared for my life. And here I am on less than three hours of sleep. Yeah, you have uh, quite the energy. Well, you just got done working out, too. You came home and you were working arms and legs oh like God. a monster. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was uh, I thought I was in a, the bedroom with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I got to tell you, it's the combination of the lysine and mm -hmm. uh, amino acids. And the energy from your husband? And the energy from my husband. <laughs> Although I was, I was not awake when you got here. Magical. I was, I was really asleep, but I, yeah. Uh, let's see. Lisa says she watched Petticoat Junction and Green Acres. I watched the Three Stooges, Little Rascals, Petticoat Junction. I love Lucy, Green Acres. I loved I Love Lucy. I mean, who doesn't watch I Love Lucy? Yeah. What else was there? There was the, what was the, uh, the, the German camp? Um, Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, that was one of my weird. Favorite. What was that? Oh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Weird. I never watched MASH. Though. Prisoners in a Nazi camp. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's yeah. Best I don't get. Oh, it was the best. Hmm. Um, Carrie says. My hubby did and now watches reruns. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. Yep. <laughs> Being run over. That's my favorite. Color. Lay it down. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that you thought Hooterville was like something that had to do with Hooters. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had no, I have no context, no context for Hooterville. Oh, uh, but you did watch uh, um, School Rock, right? You remember School Rock? Conjunction, conjunction. conjunction what's, what's your, your function? function? I love conjunction. Yeah, it was my favorite. I learned everything through conjunction, junction, right? Function. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks is fake food. Don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> If there was anything else in this ginormous building at 10 o'clock at night to eat, I promise you I would have eaten it. I would have eaten rocks at that point. Mm. So what type of chair did you attempt to sleep in? Was it, was it did a recline or anything like that? Yeah, it had a little, mm. like, you know, lever. But you know me, and my legs are longer than the, the yeah. extent of these chairs, so they were just kind of floating on top there, <laughs> dangling. But, I mean, it was like every, on the hour that somebody comes in. Mm. Take the blood pressure, ask what you want to eat, you know, check the vitals, whatever it is. So mm. it was, there was no consistency in it. Yeah. I'm thinking Lisa liked uh, Hogan's Heroes. Yes. Yes. And the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Oh, I love Beverly Hillbillies. It was one of my favorites. Somehow I knew when I was watching Beverly Hillbillies that I was going to have some connection to Beverly Hills. I knew that. That show was, was, was speaking to me back then. Yeah, funny. It was. I remember I used to drive buses for a little while. And, and one of the things that I would have to do was drive a bus around and they would give tours uh -huh. before they had all the tour buses. They used to have, they used to rent them and I would have to drive them and they would tell us where all these people live, like Lucille Ball. And they'd give us stories about the, uh, the studios. I think it was the Warner brothers studio. Then that it's, it's no longer War Warner studios, but it's the old Warner studios where, it's a white building and there's two doors and they're like 30 feet apart. Uh -huh. And they were the entrances into the studios, but the brothers hated each other so much that they demanded that they have their own entry into the studio. Wow. So the two doors were, that yeah. was one of the famous stories of the Warner Brothers studio. Wow. Want to hear more? 
I actually I actually zoned out. <laughs> I don't remember half the story. All I remember is two doors. <laughs> I knew that. That's why. <laughs> that's why. Do you want, that's why I said. Do you want me to tell you more? An expression in yeah. my eyes. That yeah. You don't? Is there like some kind of? And the, in the Beverly like... Hills High School, where the floor opens up and goes in the pool. Our pool, yeah. Yeah, they, that's still there. It still exists. It's awesome. And people thought that that was crazy to have that in the movie in A Wonderful Life. They thought it was crazy. They said, that's how stupid. Who has a pool underneath their 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 basketball court? And in fact, Beverly Hills has a pool underneath their basketball court. Yes. And yes. Did you ever did you ever swim, swim yeah. there? Absolutely. Yeah. That's where we had me. Wow. Did you and uh, uh Nick Cage uh, ever goes for a little swim? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever go no. take a little dip? No. No. <laughs> No such luck. I was going to say you and Elvis Presley. That was the first thing I was thinking. Oh, I don't really? know why I thought he might have known something about that pool, but you never met Elvis Presley? No. Yeah. Did he live in Beverly Hills? No. No, no I think he died uh, before. It was 79, so he would have been 10, I think, when he died. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> 78 or 79 when he died. Um, anything else, Schnooks? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because <laughs> we just kind of jumped from you sleeping in a chair to... The the, the the pool the basketball court opening up into the pool um i had uh, something else about your oh how was the doctor that your mom saw it was it was it a friend of uh, your dad's no no no, no? very very young early 30s Both yeah very, very isn't young. that the mo i mean all of us that are on here i think for the most part can relate to this i really hate this part of it that they're that, very the, young the, the doctor that i saw my son the other day was almost the same age as my 10 year old son <laughs> Like he's like uh, Doogie, Doogie Hauser. Like uh, the guy who had to be like 27, 28 years old. Right? And I'm going, what do you know about hips replacement? Right. Like, I want, is there anybody old? Is there anybody old here that it's, I can trust? It's very nerve wracking. I can't stand it. I had this uh, girl doctor. I, I go, you're a doctor. And, and then she told me to, you know, to, so that she could, yeah, you know, you know what doctors do. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, to you. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, I'm going, this really feels wrong. I, it feels like I used to investigate these kind of crimes. <laughs> like it makes no sense. <laughs> funny. I really hate it. Is there anything that we can do about this? About these no, youngsters that are it's now? It's great. What? The young people. And sometimes they can barely speak English. Oh, no, the ones I had spoke English. Oh. All right. So uh, your mom is still in the hospital. I'm sure people want to know what, what, what yeah, we're Very busy ahead. talking about ourselves. We completely forgot about your mom. So you're, she's okay. She's uh, getting uh, IV antibiotics <laughs> and she will have a complete recovery. God willing. Nice. Yes, man. When we talked on the phone or when I heard her talking to you on the phone, it sounded like it was over. She says that every time Oh, she gets really sick. I'm going to yeah. die this time. I'm <laughs> this time. I'm dying. I looked at, I said, mom, nobody ever died from pee. You don't die from pee. Yeah, because eventually you stop going pee because there's no more pee. Yeah, it's, it's just you can't die from that. Mm. Well, I no, really no, bad. no, no. This is it. This is it. Um, I know. Well, mm. it's not it. And it was just a little. In, well, I'm gonna say a little infection. It was it? It's just uncomfortable. Apparently, as yeah. you get older, those kind of infections are very uncomfortable. Mm. Well, we're still gonna pray. That's on. That's on my prayer list. Absolutely, for, pray is. for your mom. Absolutely. <laughs> And pray for Alexa. Anybody else need prayer before we, uh, we should have asked earlier because now we got to wait a couple of seconds if anybody needs prayer. So we just sit here in silence or do another <laughs> story. 
No, oh, I'm what is one? I, you may have already mentioned one, but what is one of your your um, favorite? Let's go with new Christian podcaster or YouTube video that you've How watched about recently. They're not new, but they're new to me. New, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Allie Stuckley. Allie Stuckley. Yeah, she's on Blaze TV, and mm. now she's on the Real Life Network too. Really? Um. Yes. She's she's just great. Young uh, conservative Christian gal does politics and um, current events kind of stuff. Has very interesting uh, guests. Um, that and Trim Healthy Mama. Trim Healthy Mama. Yeah, two Christian ladies that are <laughs> what kind of are name? perimenopausal, postmenopausal weightlifters. So that's not something that Kevin and I could get into. No, probably it's, it's, it's not for us. It's for ladies. Hmm. Uh, and they just got great advice, but just, they're just funny and, um, faithful, mm. uh, solid, just solid and well-read and didn't no nonsense. I find them interesting. Jeez. Well, Kevin, I'm not sure if you've been on long enough to hear us talk about pastor Mark Driscoll, but just for the men that may be listening, uh, in addition to Jack Hibbs, pastor Jack Hibbs, I know I call him Jack. You're during our interview. I kept calling him Jack. I always say, as people say, or they used to say to my father too, if you go to school for that long to earn a degree, you deserve to be called by that name. Mm. So if you've been teaching the Bible for 35 years, you deserve to keep your title. Okay. So Pastor Jack Hibbs, <laughs> obviously, uh, but uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll of uh, Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Arizona is another, uh, especially Wednesdays, which is a uh, uh, men's uh, message uh, that he uh, he broadcasts out on YouTube. So, Kevin, if you're not following him, you might uh, like him. Sure. But uh, he's a good dude. All right. Elvis had a place in Beverly Hills with red bathtubs. My uncle installed it. That's oh my so gosh. Awesome. Of course, Carrie. Man, red bathtub. That must have been gorgeous. Yeah. I want to see a red bathtub. You know what? You like. need a red bathtub. I do. <laughs> I do. Carrie, when I designed my own home, when we retire, when we're 80, we need to hire well, her when uncle. When we're empty nesters, we're yeah. going to get a red bathtub. We'll hire her uncle. Where if he installed Elvis's tub, he might be he might be a little up there in age. Maybe. <laughs> but Maybe. he might still be installing them. You never know. Uh Kevin says he'll check him out. Yeah, check him out. Awesome. Be prepared though. He's he likes to yell. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good sleepy time. He's not like uh what is it? The uh, if you're trying to get your circadian rhythm down, he's not he's not what you listen to when you're going to sleep. Yeah, what are those pastors that that yell the the, the Baptist? Is that the one? Oh the hell yeah. he's not like that. No, he just yells. It's a different he's got... kind of yelling. <laughs> it makes but, a difference though. But very manly. Hey, how do you like my t shirt? Keeps time is over, Schnooks. What did I think he was? Curtsy. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Why are you talking about curtsy on your shirt? No. Dan Bongino just came out with this new shirt. Cutesy time is over. I bought it immediately as soon as he mentioned it. I was one of the first buyers. Um, I love this shirt. People look at it now like you, a guy going. I have a vulgar. I, I saw Kid Rock's hat today on Kid uh, Tucker Carlson. I was like, I love that hat. Not that I can walk around wearing it, but I wish I could. What does it say? It says America. Yeah. <laughs> It's obnoxious and vulgar and inappropriate. Oh, I just, yes. I just wish that I, mm. it was not. You might be able to like put black tape. 
No, so I I looked it up on Google already, uh, and there's a version that does uh, that doesn't spell out the letters. Has asterisks. Yeah. In, in place of the letters. But I don't still I still don't think it's appropriate. It's Probably not. not you, you wouldn't wear that to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. No. And if you don't wear it to church, you shouldn't wear it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. So be hypocritical. Exactly. All right. Don't that have is, two. Don't have two wardrobes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's pray for your mom. Oh, dear Lord, thank you. Uh, thank you for your word. Thank you for all these faithful um, teachers and pastors and apostles and people that have paved the way for us to be here today to have this treasure trove of information and literature and devotionals and things that we could read to draw ourselves closer to you, Lord, and the, and the uh, glory of technology that brings that all at our fingertips, Lord. We thank you for those great gifts. And we ask that we always use them for something positive, Lord, and that we do not use them to promote things of the enemy, that we keep our eyes pure and that we keep our hearts pure and we keep ourselves focused on you, Lord. Um, please bring healing to my mom, uh, healing of the heart and of the soul and of her body, Lord, so that uh, she understands the miracle of who you are. Um, we know that you wish that none should perish and that um, she would come to saving faith as well, Lord, her and all the rest of my family, Lord. Um, I entrust them in your hands and um, asked to be used however you, you see fit, Lord. I am at your service. Uh, thank you for all that you do in and through all of us, Lord. We are the royal priesthood. We are the army of Christ, Lord, and we look forward to being called into your service, however and whenever that may be. We love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Amen. I love you, Snugs. I'm glad you're home. Oh, thank you. I missed you. I missed you too. Oh, her uncle's with Jesus. I thought. Oh, I thought. I mean, I want to say, oh, fantastic. Yeah, lucky him. Yeah, good. <laughs> then she laughs. <laughs> all right, my friends. We love you. God, God bless. God bless. Take care. Good Have night. a great night. Oops. <laughs>